the last four verses are benedictory verses by Sri Adi Shankaracharya himself again. And in the two verses, Bhagwan Shankaracharya summarizes that how our excessive obsession with pleasures leads us eventually to disease and suffering rather than happiness. Two are our pursuits which not only distracts us from our main goal of happiness, but also are the cause of our sorrows as well as even crimes in life. Our attachment to pleasure and our greed for wealth. Both these obsessions not only takes us away from our true pursuit, but at the same time becomes harmful to us, even though in our delusions we imagine that they are the cause of our happiness. Kama and Artha. This set of concluding verses, Bhagwan Shankaracharya again awakens us that let not our life be wasted. In fact, see the truth. When he had said earlier in the second verse itself, Kuru Sad Buddhim Manasi Vitrishna. Create the right atmosphere in your mind. Let your intellect observe, observe scientifically. Let your intellect know without a doubt. Let it become your conviction. Guru Sad Buddhim. And now, in this verse of Bhaja Govindam or Mohamudkara, Shankaracharya makes a statement that we should keep as a slogan in front of us. And uh, the great Acharya thunders and says, Artham anartham bhavaya nityam. Nasti tatha sukhale shaha satyam putra dhapi dhanai bhajam bhitihi sarvatraisha vihitaritihi bhajagovindam bhajagovindam govindam bhajamudhamate samprapte sannihite kale nahi nahira Kshati Dukrin Karani Artham Anartham Bhavaya Nityam Bhavaya Know for sure, realize it and reflect deeply in your mind. Bhavaya with 
experiencing the very fear, anxiety that wealth creates. Artham anartham. Wealth is calamitous. Constantly reflect on it. Bhavaya nityam. Na asti tata sukhaleshaha satyam. Shankaracharya almost is saying like God promise, satyam. This is the truth. Nothing but the truth. That in wealth alone, that is, there is not even a lesha, a drop, a trace of happiness in wealth itself. In fact, putrad api dhanabhajam bhitihi. For a person who is wealthy, there is constant fear from one's own son, from one's own close family. Such a person lives in constant insecurity and fear that even one's own closest family will steal away his wealth and in the process even kill such a person. And even if one's family is not so obsessed with wealth, wealth, such a person always lives in worry and insecurity. And sarvatraisha vihita ritihi. And it is seen very clearly everywhere at all periods of time that the calamities that have taken place the wars that have been taking place, even in the name of religion, if you might say, it is mainly because of wealth. Therefore, artham anartham bhavaya nityam. Go and see in every law court, family feuds, are only for wealth. Most of the crimes are committed for lust, but the majority of the feuds that are there is for wealth. This is the sad fact of life. It's the truth, observe it. And I very often tell people who are constantly you know, engrossed in watching television, you see any of your soap operas, everywhere you will find it is for wealth that such calamities even in family, in society, in nations take place. See the history of the world. Artham anartham. Here we go back and reflect on all that the great Acharya has been saying from the beginning of Mohamudgara to remove our delusion. First and foremost, our culture, our Vedic culture, Sanatan Dharma, Hinduism has not condemned wealth as such. Remember this, it is in this country that we worship wealth as Mother Lakshmi, as we've already said. What was pointed out is 
that what we have to give up is our greed of wealth. In fact, to produce wealth, very few people can do. And as long as the spiritual values were there, India was considered to be the wealthiest country in the world. In fact, the richest country in the world, where invaders came one after the other, looting the country. But when selfishness comes in, when divisions come in, when greed for wealth and power comes in, everything gets shattered. Everything breaks up. Empires collapse. Therefore, first thing about wealth was pointed out in Mohamudgara or Bajgovindam that what we have to give up is the greed for wealth. There is enough in this world for each one's need, but not enough in this world for one person's greed. Then it was said that whatever you can earn with your honest efforts, live your life with that wealth. If you earn wealth for pleasures, there will be no end. But we find pleasure with the wealth that we have, then that wealth is not calamitous. Then, where there is wealth, there is jealousy, there is hatred, there is jealousy, there is arrogance, there is pride. Therefore, Bhagwan Shankaracharya had said, Ma Kuru Dana Jana Yauvana Garvam. Do not ever become proud about wealth. For wealth never remains with anyone at all times. And never become arrogant. Never build your ego on wealth. Because such ego creates for oneself calamities, fears and anxieties. Then what is the good use of wealth? The great Acharya says, Nasti Tata Sukhalesha Satyam. There is not a trace of happiness in wealth itself. It is how we spend that wealth that even we get pleasures, pleasures that are harmful, pleasures that we can actually enjoy guilt free. So wealth itself does not have, and our Puja Gurudev used to say that the money that you have doesn't even have a taste. Except of course, if it is the Indian rupee which has been circulated for a number of years and it still survives and has come from a Panbidi shop, that might have some taste. And these days, be very careful when you touch wealth, when you touch money. 
Nasti Tata Sukhalesha Satyam. It's the truth that there is not a trace of happiness in wealth itself. Therefore, when we share that wealth, that pleasure that comes as joy, harmony, and seeing the joy on the faces of those who needed it, that pleasure, that joy is far, far enriching. But those who hoard wealth, keep wealth only for themselves, there is danger from even family members who are waiting to sometimes not only harm but even kill the person. And even if it, the family members may not be that to that extent to loot away the wealth, there is always for such a person the fear, the anxiety that people including family, is there only for their wealth. Such people with anxieties, worries, frustrations, suspicions, live, live a life of insecurity, misery. Therefore it is said, artham anartham bhavaya nityam. Reflect on this regularly, because if there was happiness in money, in wealth, remember one thing, every wealthy person and the wealthier a person is, will be happier and happier and happier. It doesn't mean that one should not have wealth or in poverty there is happiness. But wealth by itself does not give us happiness. Otherwise, we remain so obsessed with wealth that whole life goes either in amassing more and more wealth or holding it, keeping it, and mind's energy full of worry, anxieties, insecurities remains so involved that we do not even get time or even that mental capacity to meditate, to aspire for something higher, nobler, greater, which gives greater fulfillment in life. And of course, we lose the opportunity in this life to gain the supreme immortal bliss. Therefore, Upanishads tell us to reflect, Kasyas with Dhanam, who does this wealth belong to? In fact, wealth really speaking is the whole material world, nature. It has come from the Lord, belongs to the Lord. Nidhipati Narayan, never forget that the Lord of all this wealth is Narayana, Govinda. When we forget that, instead of being a Pratinidhi, instead of being a trustee, 
one begins to think that they possess wealth. The matter of fact, fact is that wealth begins to possess them. To have wealth is a blessing in life. But to be possessed by wealth is a curse. Remember this always. Again, we have seen that wealth has got its own value, it has got its own place, it has got its own necessity in life. But just as if you remember, we are told, the shoe, however expensive it may be, is not kept on the head, is worn at the feet. Wealth is meant to serve us and serve the society. But when we become a slave to wealth, then such wealth becomes calamitous. Artham anartham. This is so beautifully demonstrated. Ravan also sought Lakshmi. But he wanted Lakshmi without Narayana. For his own lust, for his own power, for his own indulgence, for his own ego. While Hanumanji also sought Lakshmi, Sita, but in the service of Narayana. And look at the difference. That Lakshmi, that wealth, burnt the whole of Ravan's Lanka and Hanumanji got the blessing from her that Ashta Siddhi Navanidhi Ke Data. The great blessing of wealth is to have so much in abundance that you can share and give. Ashta Siddhi Navanidhi Ke Data. She blessed him with so much wealth, outer and inner wealth, that he can share in abundance, never feeling deprived, never feeling less, never feeling poor. This is true richness. Ashta Siddhi Navanidhi Ke Data Asvaradina Janaki Mata. And such use of wealth. Deyam Dina Janaya Chavittam, as Shankaracharya has said, brings us closer to that all pervading Lord. Ram Rasayan Tumare Pasa Sadaraho Ragupati Ke Dasa. That you be blessed with the devotion to Ram Chandraji. And may you ever remain in his service. For one who does Janardhan Seva, one who does Jana Seva, Janardhan Narayana always remains with that person. And as Puja Gurudev would say, that where one place the fickle Lakshmi, fickle wealth, who never remains with anyone at all times, moves from kingdom to kingdom, place to place. There's only one place 
that Lakshmi never leaves and that is the feet of Narayana. And for one who serves with gratitude the feet of Narayana, Lakshmi is always there to bless as she blessed Hanumanji and the many devotees. Ashta Siddhi Navanidike Data Asvaradina Janaki Mata Ramarasayan Tumare Pasa Sadaraho Ragupatike Dasa. This is how we should understand that which wealth is calamitous. Artham Anartham. Develop this Pratipaksha Bhavana. See what wealth does. And the fears and anxieties and the stress and the crisis that it creates. Make good use of wealth. And Mother Lakshmi, wealth will always bless you. There was a story that I heard and had a very lasting impact on my mind. There was once a farmer, now aging, not able to produce too much, in debt also, every day his wife early in the morning would wrap for him in some leaves the bread or the roti from last night with some onion and chutney because he left very early in the morning so that in, at midday he could eat it. His only meal, he keeps it under the tree and all morning he has ploughed. He has ploughed, sweating, hungry, thirsty. The story goes to say that the devil, Saitan, comes around trying to create anger, frustration, people to say some foul word or do something wrong so that one sinful action and he can lead them to countless such sinful actions. He comes to capture his following. He saw this man and his only meal unattended. He stole the meal thinking that when he comes there frustrated, he would start cursing and giving foul language or speaking foul language. Or on the contrary, when this man did not find his only meal for the day after such, such a hectic uh, activity. The devil was waiting. But on the contrary, he says, Oh God, thank you for someone more needy has taken my meal. And very happy having got this punya for or merit for feeding someone who is more needy than him. 
devil went back to hell quite depressed. But he had a young apprentice. Let's call him hot stuff. This young apprentice came up to him and said, boss, oh boss, normally you've got that sarcastic grin on your face. Why are you so sad today? He said, devil said that he was out of business. He said, what? What happened? He says, what has come to this world? Satsangatve, Nisangatva. Every day, even during this COVID time, they are sitting and doing satsang. If the world improves like this, this calamity that was created will make people good rather than make them bad. How can I have my sway over everybody? This hot stuff said, tell me what happened. He said, I took away his only meal and this man praises God. What has come to this world? <laughs> Lockdown and people are doing satsang. He thought that maybe they will be sleeping away, idling away, playing games on their computers. In fact, they are reflecting these days. Bad times have come for the devil. Bad times, very bad times. Hot stuff told him, tell me what happened. He said, the only meal of a person I stole and he praises God. Hot stuff says, boss, give me a chance and I'll make this very person give not one bad word, but create a whole repertoire of bad words. He said, how do you think you can do it? He said, boss, give chance. And uh, he said, okay, give me some time. This boy went, took a form of a young teenager and said, went to the farmer and said, just give me to work in your field. He said, but I don't even have money to support my family. How will I give you any wages? He said, don't give me any wages. Just give me whatever food at home and give me the balcony to stay. I will work for you. He also thought that he is old. Now, if he can plow the field, it will be good, which he finds difficult. This young boy, he industriously worked and that, that harvest, they had a bumper crop. He was very pleased with him, gave him a good share. But at the same time, Hot Stuff said, don't be just satisfied with this. We can have multiple crops this year. So how? Get some fertilizer, get some pesticides and we will, you know, and we will build. He said, but how? He said, don't worry, I will show you. And he worked and he produced more. At the end of the year, this farmer had paid off his debts. He had his granary full. And while this hot stuff is sitting, pressing his feet, he says, boss, look how much he I said, yeah, thanks to you that you came and uh, you know, we produced so much. He said, no, boss, it's your farm, boss. Thank you for keeping me here, boss. No. But what are you going to do with so much grains in the granary? The mice will come and eat it. So he said, what should we do? He says, do one thing. 
Let everybody know how rich you are. Let us grind this grain, put it in the ground and let us make wine out of it. And then you can throw a big party to all the villagers around who thought that you were an unwealthy person. And let them see how wealthy you are in one year. He said, good idea. And they made wine and he had thrown a big party and drunk with arrogance and wine. Immediately, Hot Stuff sent an Instagram. Devil was surprised. He came instantly. He has got his own private jet, so including lockdown, he can come. In, even during lockdown, he can come. So he came. And when he came there, he was surprised to see that this man whose one meal, only meal he had stolen and praise God, was using such foul language in arrogance. He called hot stuff. He says, what did you do? Devil felt quite outdated. Hot stuff was really in the market, you know, in the trend. So he said, what did you do? He said, boss, when you take away the only meal of a person, he praises God. Give him more than what he need, he becomes a devil. Artham anartham bhavaya nityam. Bhaja govindam, bhaja govindam. Govindam bhaja mudhamate. And when we can free our mind from its anxieties and its obsession and its worries and its sinful ways, then we are ready to discover that infinite bliss within ourselves. And in the next verse, Shankaracharya points out the method of meditation, the Antarang Sadhana. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.